Hello and welcome to Crypto CFOs. My name is Taylor Zork and we, today we have on the program Dr. Sean Stein-Smith. He is a college professor at Lehman College. He's an assistant professor there. He is a board member, an, an award-winning researcher, 40 under 40, accounting thought leader, and many, and many more things as well. Um, I'll let him do a full intro of himself, but welcome to the podcast. Absolutely, Taylor. Game uh, to be here. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, and I, I guess I've been in the higher education space since about 2017. And then prior to that, I was in industry working corporate accounting corporate finance roles for about eight and a half or so years prior to that. And so so basically my whole outlook and the whole sort of ethos that, that I always try to bring to this conversation is sort of half practical and half academic education. So hopefully I can add some value here today. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we get a lot of people on the podcast that are more, you know, either involved in the tax practice side, or um, they are one one person was from a, a, an industry side developing a chain called audit chain. But today, it's really nice to have this perspective of someone who's actually in it kind of teaching the, the next wave of, of potential crypto accounting professionals and tax professionals. So um, yeah, I'd love to jump right into it and ask you a few questions, because I think that your perspective is very unique and can can kind of give those come up and coming in the industry, um, a lot of great insights. So, um, so I just would like to have you discuss a little bit about uh, your experience with presenting to CPA societies on topics related to the crypto industry. Like what are some of the challenges you faced in communicating complex concepts to a non-specialist audience? Yeah, so off the top, um, I've been giving talks to you know, uh, corporate partners and other sort of uh, bodies of CPAs. And I've been doing that since about 2016. And so off the top, the overall understanding and interest is way, way higher now in, in 21, 22, and then now into our current year. The overall interest and understanding is, is a lot higher, but the, but the, uh, you know, but the two main issues um, that I still see the most on is one, how to translate sort of having a good base level understanding around crypto assets into actually building out a, a firm practice arm at your company. Or on the other hand, helping any external clients better integrate blockchain and crypto into their operations, one. And then two, Obviously, all all of the headlines right now going around about FTX and finance and some audit firms actively pulling out of doing audit work in this space, you know, that that is uh, sort of re-energizing this whole conversation and this whole really outdated angle, I think, that the that the whole space is a massive Ponzi scheme. So on so on the on the one hand, it's that it's that moving from a awareness and understanding to a more operationalized view. And then as always, right, trying to point out and then trying to push back on some of the other points and other negative headlines out there. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that um, some of the resistance I see is, you know, people people have that ammunition like, oh yeah, it's, everything's a Ponzi scheme. Everything, it's not, not, not real money. If I can't touch it, it's not real. And I mean, Ultimately, I think the biggest thing that the FTX collapse highlighted is the need for accounting help here. And the fact that when you do rely on centralized en en entities in a decentralized landscape, they're, they're, you, you have the, all the same problems that you have with centralized entities, which is you have 
you know, lack of transparency, you have all these other problems, um, lack of uh, accountability in, in a lot of standpoints because of the um, lack of due diligence that was done uh, in, in, in the bigger partners that invested in FTX. So yeah, that's a big hurdle, I'm, I imagine, to kind of overcome. Yeah, and and it also does does highlight right to right to sort of uh, add on to your point, Taylor, is that honestly, yes, FTX it was a company in the crypto space, but the issues and the problems that happened at FTX are not unique to crypto or to blockchain, right? The more and more evidence that is coming out, it's it pretty much looks like a straight old-fashioned fraud. Right. right. There was no <laughs> governance, no controls, no, no anything really at this company. And it was treated, as I've you know, read, basically as a, as a giant pool of money that yeah. was only able to be accessed by a small handful of individuals. So so and I've been saying this for a long time now that in order to have crypto assets and blockchain companies at large you move really into the mainstream there 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 are going to have to be tools right that are not exactly like your current audits and all the rest but they are going to have to mirror those tools to help sort of build up trust and confidence in the industry and in the individual actors but as always right having a having a handful of large influential players at the top of any industry really does open up the the uh a door for issues about fraud or other excesses of having that much control over any one industry yeah absolutely and i mean when you're when you're running a 32 billion dollar organization and you're using quickbooks you know it's a little bit things get a little there bit are messy. Some questions. Yeah. yeah yeah um cool well um Moving into more of the educational side, um, so you obviously we mentioned before you're you're an assistant professor at Lehman College, and in your lectures with students on the subject of crypto accounting, what are some of the key takeaways that you strive to impart on your audience in these in these courses and these classes? Yeah, and so so I try to hone in on a handful of core topics, right? Because blockchain and crypto are humongous areas, right? And so in any course, be it tax, audit, cost accounting, right? There, there are always areas that that as you're going through a course, be it a brand new course or a current course, right? That as you're going through topics like inventory, cash management, tax issues, it's it's very easy to then bring in headlines and other topics, either directly or indirectly connected to blockchain trends crypto asset trends and to and to try to sort of bridge that uh, exact same gap that exists in current practice. This sort of base level understanding of, okay, so I've heard of crypto, heard of blockchain, heard of NFTs, kind of understand it all, but then how do I take that base level knowledge and then translate that into applications? One. And then two, you know, it's it it's always been or it's or it has been rather quite encouraging for for me that in any ongoing conversations with other faculty members or the higher ups at these institutions, right, the provosts and, and all the rest, that basically all of them are one interested in having contents developed to blockchain and crypto, 
but two, they aren't really sure how to start. So it's really sort of a part one, part two. One, if 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 you as an educator, be it in a classroom or in a online CPE course, can bring in right topics, facets, sort of uh, little nuggets of information, connect the blockchain and crypto to current areas, that always helps make it more uh, real, right? For for both you and your audience. And then two, you know, it it honestly is on on anybody who's in the educational training space to go out there and to be proactive and to have those conversations. And and I'm also uh, uh, give me proud to also share here that actually Lehman College just issued in January 23 our first half dozen digital badges connected to to two courses developed around blockchain and audit and then crypto uh uh kind of thing issues so all of that is is all part of this process to one integrate these topics into uh new current offerings and then two to aim to develop new content to try to capture more of the impact uh on the audit side tax side and folks working in industries yeah that's awesome i think that uh one of the strategies I use is to start to kind of try to demystify the whole cryptocurrency and blockchain space because a lot of people hear those terms and they just kind of oftentimes they, they shut down their brain and their brain just doesn't work in, in the same way that it normally does. And I just tell people, you know, put on your accounting theory hat. What do these assets look like? What does it look like we're doing here? What does it look like is being accomplished here in this, in this transaction? So so that we can just associate it to, to more traditional assets that we already know how to account for. And it sort of takes the mystification out of it because people hear blockchain crypto and they're like, oh no, it's complicated. You know, it's too complicated for me to understand. Um, because I think John Oliver, John Oliver said it's it's everything you know, everything you don't know about money and everything you don't know about computers all rolled into one is is what cryptocurrency <laughs> is. So um, I, for me, it's... it's uh, that, that's kind of my strategy is to try to demystify it by kind of bringing it back to traditional finance and, and, and mm -hmm. accounting and, and trying to make that connection there. No, and uh, excellent point there. It's sort of a, a common phrase that, that I do always try to weave into any lecture, training, of course, all the rest is that, okay, what are the underlying economics happening here, right? So what's the point of this transaction? How is this financial instrument actually operating? And then and sort of going forward from there, it's it's a lot easier to then say, okay, so actually, I can call this a NFT governance token, enterprise token, fine. But then under the hood, how are these things actually operating? And sort of understanding that part of it makes the whole uh, uh, more complicated conversations easier. Right. Exactly. Um... And congratulations, by the way, for the the, the badges. Um, so are yeah, those going to yeah. be uh, NFT badges? Are they soul bound? What, how, how do they work? So so I'm so I'm currently trying to uh, trying to get the college to be more open to doing a few things with NFTs. Um, I don't I don't I don't have anything public yet to share. Okay, but all right, I, sorry, but yeah. I am working on that. Okay, cool. But I am yeah, working on it. Don't worry. We'll, we'll keep our eyes out for that. Um, okay. So uh, next question, um, in your opinion, what are some of the biggest challenges currently facing the accounting uh, profession in relation to the rapidly evolving crypto industry? 
How do you see these challenges being addressed in the coming years? Which time do we have? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, and so and so honestly, sort of the sort of the two or three biggest issues I see are issues of that that aren't unique to blockchain or or to crypto assets. One is that how do we integrate these tools and applications into one current practice and and more importantly the the cohort of, of students currently being taught in college right how do we get these tools into the hands of those people and then sort of part for uh part of one a to that how do we again uh sort of bridge that gap between understanding and application right and i and i do have to also add here that you know in the aftermath of ftx there are a lot of questions being asked questions that in hindsight should have been asked a lot earlier on how do these audits work how do these attestation agreements actually work and you know and are the individuals and firms doing them understand one how to do them, and two what the impact of issuing a attestation or a proof of reserve audit can actually mean for external users, right? Right. And so, and so that, so that is a big challenge. I think that that isn't talked about too much, right? Because everyone's talked about the the uh, one hundred and fifty credit hour, you know, and all the rest, but it really is also a issue of how do we better communicate what our work work products be it an audit be it a engagement or a uh, uh examination or some other type of engagement agreed upon how do we, procedures yes, you know, the, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah how do we better how do we better get that out to the marketplace so that the investors creditors regulators and, and mass market understands the the uh the one content in those and then two what any sort of limitations are on right. those also yeah good points there i think that we, we got lots of challenges ahead and, and like you say like how much time do we have but ultimately i think that yeah there's there's i think there's a reckoning happening in the crypto space and um it's it's a great time to be involved and start to kind of shape how how we kind of move forward because you're going to need Absolutely. to see kind of bigger, bigger firms start to enter the space and, and reputable firms that are willing to put their, um, their name on the line, because ultimately, you know, we saw Armanino and, and some of the failures there and uh, Prager Matus and things like that. So um, ultimately we want to have faith in these auditors that are supposed to be looking at the books and supposed to be giving us their insider, you know, insights into it and, and their, and their opinions on it. So yes. um, yeah. And, and, you know, I don't mean to come on here and to be just audit, you know, like right. like a anti audit person, but you know, as as after any sort of big change in how data is processed, payments are processed, audits and all of the other AUPs have to be updated, right? And, and right. they have to evolve. And unfortunately, it is more and more sort of looking as if as if it's actually uh, as as if it took the collapse of ftx to cause all of us to be having more comprehensive more more grounded conversations as to all right how do we actually handle this whole industry going forward but yes i mean absolutely 
right? The, the, the audit field is on the front burner right now. And all of us do have to do a, I would say more, more comprehensive job as to as to how we're going to handle the space and then two how do we communicate these these new changes to our audiences being the regulators investors creditors policymakers which is a whole other point of view but uh <laughs> but but it's it it is it, it is going to be a uphill battle for a while but again it's a great opportunity to be proactive and hands-on exactly um so my final question here is uh in your opinion, what are the most important considerations for businesses and organizations when it comes to accounting for crypto, crypto assets? Like how do these considerations differ from traditional accounting for other assets? Sure. So off the top, um, I, I always try to ask, why are you getting into blockchain-based payments, tokenized payments? Why, right? Is it connected to your actual business or are you doing it more for a optics point of view. Either way is fine, but you have to understand that first. Two, do you have any uh, internal policy as to how you are going to get into crypto? Uh, are you going to be in crypto via Bitcoin, privately issued stable coins, NFTs, or some other area? And and then do you have policies in place to also to also help you manage that and then three are your current accounting systems able to actually uh handle this stuff and and i've and i've asked all three questions quite often and the and the uh and the question that that is the most commonly hardest to answer is is three right are the tools and controls and accounting systems in place able to actually handle doing the bookkeeping for our new methods of of payments and so and so after outlining all three points then i would say that that then yes as you get into blockchain based payments tokenized asset control all the rest you you are going to have to keep in mind that while that while on the surface these might look and operate like other financial instruments the audit implications and any uh, uh, income tax implications are going to be different. So all of those have to also get sort of baked in to how you're going to implement it and then how you're going to communicate the impact of that externally. Yeah, I think that um, some some kind of follow-up points, I think that like a lot of what you're describing is like like good wallet hygiene. Like people don't really know that, you know, People don't have that in Absolutely. their mind because they're traditional yeah. finance. So, I mean, ultimately, it's a, it's the same sort of concepts you would imply on a a bank account. Like you don't want to commingle personal funds with business funds and things like that. You want to have separate accounts. But mm -hmm. on the blockchain, it's all free. You know, to generate these new wallets. So, you know, having good wallet hygiene, um, knowing what transaction zero is, and not you know, yes. so that you can track cost basis and things like that. And also other issues that come in that, you know, I hadn't even thought about for um, th this was recently brought to my attention, um, but, you know, sales taxes potentially are, are um, pinned to NFT sales. So you could potentially have the potential for, for sales taxes on, on NFT sales. So that could be something that if you overlook that, that could be a massive um, a miss on your, on your, for your company, if you're selling NFTs and you're not collecting these sales taxes, because it could come down the line five years and now you've got interest and penalties on top of those things as well. So, um, Absolutely. yeah, lots of challenges and, um, 
you know, it's great. It, it me, I love being in the space because I'm, you know, I, I had come from cannabis accounting, which is kind of cool. Um, it was different, but then once you learn the one or two rules that really guide that one industry, you kind of done. And then with crypto, mm-hmm. it's like you can't ever be done learning. So it's it's a no. very exciting space to exactly. be in. Exactly, exactly. No, and and you know, for for all of the obstacles and the you know uh, current headaches out there. All, all of those are also opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. So one, educate ourselves, two, educate our internal colleagues or external clients, and then three, translate that education into opportunities for us to grow and to develop and to move beyond only doing some of the more, uh, you know, plain audit tax and other bookkeeping work. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Sean. Um, It's great to connect again with you and uh, looking forward to continuing conversations in the future. Absolutely, Taylor.